It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. So with all the changes happening, we don't even have our regular open today? Really? That's not your fault, Laura. I'm not blaming you. I'm just asking. Lindsay, Laura? Morales is unavailable today mm-hmm. due to all of the uh, technical work that he's, like, not connected yet. So even our regular open isn't in there? No. Okay. I, I mean, maybe we can get him to come in tomorrow and do him live. That'd be Isn't fun. Is he going to be here? Hello, Something. I mean, I guess. Whatever. Kind of Don't. apropos considering the way the weekend went for the Lakers. It's kind of like mm-hmm. just carrying over for us here. Let's not talk about that. So oh, dude, let's no, I mean, talk we're about it. I mean, talk I know. About it. I know. Yeah. No, let's talk about I know. It. It's the right. only thing to talk about. Right. For everybody that hit me up on Twitter and was like, please, please, guys, not another day of Laker disaster talk. I'm like, are you kidding me? Oh, my God. We're all over Laker di- disaster talk. George, you were there. You had Friday and yesterday. You got to see it up close and personal. They should have told you yesterday. Hey, George, um, yeah, you can come in now. It's it's fine. It's the third quarter. They're down by 25. There's three-something to go. You can go home tonight, George. You're fine. We're not coming to you again. No, because, you know, I got to – I mean, I'm not there just to, like, <laughs> do the game for the Lakers. You know what I mean? Like, I'm there to do the game for both teams. Yeah, George, it's fine. You can come in. It's 25 points. It's uh, three minutes and 30 seconds to go here in the third quarter. This game's over. You can go home tonight, George. Nice job. Good work. Right. In the first so half. forget about talking to the Pelicans after the game. Is right. what you're saying? Did you get my tweet last night? I was like, Hey, George. You know the post game interview of you and LeBron after this disaster would be phenomenal. I did. You didn't say all that, but you because uh, you're, you're clearly exaggerating because that's who you are. Mm. Um, but you asked. You you actually asked the question, which. I chuckled because I knew that would be – it was so you, right? It was something to the effect of, hey, at Sedano, walk-off interview with at King James, question mark? <laughs> I was hoping, man. I was like, hey, um, can we get LeBron for the post-game interview? And the Lakers are like, dude, we just got annihilated by like 30 points. And you're like, I know, but everybody wants to hear from LeBron, like right now. Nobody wants to wait for the post-game press conference. Yeah. I was hoping that they would let the clock run for the fourth quarter, just like a mercy rule kind of little league deal. Well, Richard Jefferson actually said that on the broadcast on ESPN. Well, I didn't hear that, but I was yeah. thinking the same thing. By the way, Richard Jefferson is hilarious on these He's broadcasts. He's really good. He's really he, good. He had one point said something like, look at your watches, everybody. It was like, I, I don't know, 9.30 p.m. I'm just making up a time. 9 time p.m. of death. Yes. Yeah, time of death. Yeah. I was like, did Richard Jefferson just say on ESPN's telecast of this game, time of death? Yes, and he also said that when it got really quiet in there, kind of like, you know, right, right shortly after the half, uh, before the booing, the cascading of booing came down, he said that it's so quiet in here you could hear a mouse fart. <laughs> Richard Jefferson was cracking me up on this broadcast last night. He he's may be very that funny talented. every time, but I don't know. No, this... he is. He is that. He's that. That's his deal. Like he's very entertaining. Yeah, he was funny. He was really funny. At one point, I tweeted. I was like, "Hey, let's all give it up to LeBron. It's the fourth quarter. You're down by thirty. You're still in the game." And people start hitting me up on Twitter, like, "What the hell's wrong with you?" I'm like, no, guys, that was intended to be sarcastic, but I guess it didn't really come through in print on Twitter because. I mean, what was he still doing in that game? You know, I mean, if, if you're going to – if you think well, anything I, I, could happen. Well, I, Vogel, I heard – so I was in the huddle. Yeah, tell a, me. A bunch. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and Vogel said to them, they had got they had gone on like a nine zero run, so they got mm-hmm. it down to like twenty or twenty one or something like that. Right. And well, within to, striking distance of to course. start the fourth quarter. Well, they, I mean, we literally saw the Warriors blow a twenty point twenty five point lead uh, the the game right before actually. So I mean, it's not that crazy. Like you know what I'm saying? Like um, unless you were watching the way the Lakers were playing. Uh, understandable, but I mean, you could have said the same for Dallas, and they ended up winning, right? Like so. Anyhow, uh, Vogel was saying to them in the huddle, hey, treat this like we're only down like, you know, 12 or 15 points. Let's get on a run here. Let's cut it down. Uh, You know, let's get, you know, let's get like six, seven in a row here and let's go. uh, And then we'll work from there. Get it down to a manageable um, situation before the next time out. And, you know, it didn't work out that way. Let me ask you something. You're in that huddle, right? You're right nearby. You're listening in on all of it. I'm standing basically behind the bench at that point. Yes. Yeah. Do you think, because obviously... We and by the way, I have way more on that. Uh, later in the show, I actually have like a lot of observations from the bench. Good. Beautiful. But, but as a television viewer, mm-hmm. what I'm hearing and seeing, yeah. I can honestly say to myself, like, okay, he's not really convincing me. And I'm not really putting it on Frank. What I'm saying is, though, is that I don't know that anybody who was in that huddle was like, yeah, 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 he's right, right. Let's just try and get it. Let's let's go in small chunks here. Let's kind of. So what 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 did you what would you ex- want him to do in that? Well, situation? no, it's not what I want him to do. It's what I want the guys who are receiving the message to do, you know, which is take it seriously and think to themselves, hey, he's right. Let's go out there. Let's let's go for a let's get a ten point run here. Let's let's try and cut this twenty some odd point lead. Let's cut it down to fifteen. Okay, we got it to fifteen. Hey, let's get it down into single digits. Great, we did that. Hey, look, this game's far from over. Let's keep rolling. But, you know, George, you always say that when the Lakers lose, it's the post-game press conferences that are the most entertaining part of all of this. And it, and it was. And I passed out and dozed off in the fourth quarter, and I woke up, and we were in the post-game show, and I was able to see Frank, Russ, and LeBron in the post-game. And, um, I mean, there's just there's something so wrong <laughs> with, with everything that you hear you know, I think Frank sounds like he's just tried everything he can possibly try and figure out, whether it's X's and O's, motivation, whatever. LeBron, after the game, got no answers whatsoever. Russ gave me a, a jewel of a soundbite because I, I heard it, and then I went and read it, and I was like, is he serious with this, with this scouting report on the Lakers? So, uh, James Worthy, th- this is the guy who I listen to. James Worthy questioning the effort of the players. So yeah, gets, I'm... Gets, Absolutely, yeah. And and again, listen, if I come on the radio on Monday after sitting in my house watching this on TV and I'm like, yo, these guys don't give any effort. These guys just don't have the heart. These guys don't give it their all. You might be listening to me going, hey, smart guy, you're sitting at your house on your couch. You're getting these observations from TV? My answer would be yes. But I'm watching this postgame show. When I hear James Worthy talk about a complete lack of effort, uh, it means something coming from from big game. And I was... I mean, he's right. He is just right. Just looks like a total lack of effort and desire and heart and want. I don't know how you feel, George, when you're there and you're you're actually in on it. But on TV, that's what I saw, and that's what Worthy called out. Uh, yeah. Uh, so I, on my broadcast, uh, Richard Jefferson, um, midway through the third quarter, said I would bench them all. Like, all five of them right now. Just bench them all, do a hockey line change, basically, mm-hmm. and see what happens. Like, yeah. what – what and, like, that was after the first time out. Like, when mm-hmm. when, uh, when New Orleans came out and, and, and just kind of 
blitz them again out of the gate. So, yeah, like it did not look like there was a lot of effort there yesterday. And, and look, there were a lot of things that went wrong in that first half. And despite that, I mean, they were still sort of within striking distance. I mean, it wasn't ideal. Uh, but the same thing had happened in the previous game with the Clippers, and that came down to the last shot. So at least in my head, I'm like, all right, well, you know, whatever. Maybe that that will be the same scenario here. But they had 16 turnovers in the first half, which, by the way, is the most the Lakers have had in a half since 2013, okay? Which also reminds me, you know, if, if you remember, that is also the year where there was this highly touted big three uh, that did not materialize either of Steve Nash, Dwight Howard, and Kobe Bryant back then that year. Um, and it is tied for the most forever for any LeBron James team. Uh, you know, and, and it was nuts. And and look, I, I, you know, I didn't hear all of Russ. I caught LeBron while I was driving home on the uh, Sliwa special uh, after the game. Yeah. And, uh, and he said, yeah, I played like crap. You know, seven turnovers is just inexcusable. Four of them were just stupid. Like, he literally said the word stupid. Um, and the other three were just miscommunications. Um, so, yeah, they were all out of sorts. And then what you have on the other side is a young, hungry team who just got a veteran, uh, you know, top, I don't know, 40 player in the NBA in CJ McCollum who's injected life and leadership into a young squad. So, you know, it, th- this is the problem in this league, is you can get blitzed by anybody. It Even the crappy teams can beat you, as we've found out, when they've lost games to Oklahoma City this year. Think about this quote from Russell Westbrook. And by the way, I'm not going to turn this into a beat-up-on-Russ session today, but just listen to this quote from Russell Westbrook. He says, quote, I think each play, we get down on ourselves too much and just not playing as hard as we can – Teams are coming in and playing harder, and I believe that's kind of the scouting report. Just play harder than the Lakers and see what happens, and it's working. And I I heard that, George, last night, and I thought to myself, wow. Like, the scouting report isn't, hey, we got to keep an eye on this guy. We got to watch out for this guy. We got to make sure we defend this guy from beyond three because he can knock him down all day long. I mean, the game plan isn't X's and O's. The game plan is about desire and effort. And if you're a young team. Okay, Cap. cap yeah. Cap, yeah. Cap. Yeah, go ahead. Desire and effort is yeah. one thing. Yeah. But yes, and execution is another. But what their problem yesterday initially was execution. And then what ended up happening was, because it can happen very quickly in professional sports, is you get overwhelmed and then you find yourself, you look up at the deficit and you're like, there's no way we're coming back from that. Um, and you realize, then you start to really look around and go, this team stinks. We're not going anywhere. And that that all sets in at, at some point. Not to say that they're not going to win another game the rest of the season, but those things can wash over you, and it's a very human feeling. I'm not saying you shouldn't act otherwise because you're a paid professional to act otherwise, but people are also human. I'm not trying to defend the behavior or even condone it. I'm just explaining it. I completely understand it, but but if you just listen to the rest of Russ, he says, until we determine and have a determination that we're not going to allow it, especially on our home floor, it will continue to happen to us. So for me, when I hear James Worthy say after the game, there's a total lack of effort out there, and then I hear Russell Westbrook say the scouting report is simple, just just have more desire than these guys. That's all it really no, takes. No, that, that, it's not that simple. That's not, it's not all what it takes. That's nonsense. That is gibberish. Well, I didn't <laughs> that, say it. I'm just interpreting I'm it. just telling you. Like, well, I'm telling you that just being – just the want to 
doesn't always work in professional sports. Do you think any team comes into a game thinking, oh, we're, you know, we're, we don't have a shot in professional sports? Even no, the crappiest of crappy teams think they have a shot. No, 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 not at all. What I'm saying is, and this is what I'm hearing Russ say, which is, hey, look, we may not be as talented or we may not be as experienced as these guys. Okay, I'm using New Orleans as an example. But you know what? If we work harder and we get a lead on these guys, they're going to give up. They're not going to play till the end. They're not going to give it everything they got. They're just going to go through the motion. So, in other words, if you punch them in the face, they're just going to crumble rather than getting punched in the face and going, oh, no, you well, didn't. Well, I know. I know. He said that in the huddle, one of the huddles I was in. He said, I literally said that to him. And you know what, uh, what was happening in that huddle when that was transpiring? No, tell me. I'll tell you on the other side. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. All right, so before I tell you what Russell, when Russell Westbrook said that thing you said in the, uh, just repeat it again, just so you know, just so people know. Yeah, here, I'll read it to you. Russell Westbrook says, I think um, each play we get down on ourselves too much and we're not playing as hard as we can. Teams are coming in and playing harder, and I believe that's kind of the scouting report. Just play harder than the Lakers and see what happens, and it's working. And this is the last part. Until we determine and have a determination that we're not going to allow it, especially on our home floor, it will continue to happen to us. Well, he said the thing about, um, you know, they'll give up, blah, 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 et cetera, et cetera, if we punch them in the mouth, in the huddle. And what I will tell you is there was – a response, and I will get to that in a second. But before that, I just want to thank Royce Tony, um, who is an avid listener to this show, and he is also a producer slash director for. Um, I, I've talked about this. He's a, he directed the Run Ricky Run, the Ricky Williams Thirty for Thirty, and he oh, lives really? here in L.A. and cool. he listens to the show. Um, and he also has been part of American Ninja Warrior in the past as well, like as mm-hmm. a part of the production team. And he's a big fan of the show. He listens to the show. So he just sent us in a tweet, in a tweet that I have uh, quote tweeted. So if you want to see it for yourself at Sedano um, on Twitter right now, go check it out. Um, I think we'll, I will probably try to post it on Instagram as well. But he has a uh, a bingo card, and it's the Sedano and Cap bingo. Okay, and it's four across and four down. <laughs> Which, by the way, I have forgotten how to play bingo. Yeah, like I haven't played. When was the last time you played bingo? I mean, when I was like six, right? Seven, so, maybe. so when yeah. you say four across and four down, I'm like, oh, is that like the official? It, it's actually supposed card? to be five across, and you know, and I believe uh, five yeah. down, a B I N G O, or what I mean? four corners. That can also get you a bingo. Right, correct. Um, so, anywho, um, he has on the first row 
of the bingo board. It says, uh, again, at Sed- it's the Sedano and Cap bingo card. George says, trust me, bro. <laughs> the next one is Cap uses age-inappropriate lingo. <laughs> Lindsay talks about Cleveland. Cap imitates his mom. That's row one. Okay. Wait, row- am I missing Cap imitating his mom? I feel like. I've oh never no, heard he does that. it all the time. Oh, oh let me tell uh, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Okay. Yeah, and sometimes that voice. my mother and my grandmother are kind of the same person. Like last yeah. week, I, ta- yeah. I gave you the whole analysis about mm-hmm. my friend Pearl told yes. me right. there's no good Chinese food Pearl. in California. Right, right, exactly. Right, it was right. that. Um, and then row two is George flips over Cap's logic. Well, that happens plenty, actually. I feel like right. On this Although show. no one buys it, but go ahead. Yeah, I mean, well, clearly he does because he put it on the board. <laughs> well, he, um, I don't know that he buys it or he just knows that you're trying to overthrow my logic. No, because he would have probably wrote George tries to flip over Cap's logic. Yeah, it's a small piece flipping. of the card, George. I mean, yeah. you know, words are limited here, you know? I mean, there's more words. Like, the next one actually has more words. It says, Lindsay or Laura, tell Cap he's gross. That's true. That happens a lot when I talk about, like, picking my nose at a stoplight or whatever. Yeah. That's true. TMI, yeah. you know? Yeah. Oh, we'll, we'll get to that, that one, too. George and Cap role play. Now, this is, is a good one. Line two. Yeah. This is uh, a very good two. one, George. When you play the role of LeBron and I play the role of Frank Vogel or right. vice versa for that matter. Right. I do like Sedano and Cap Theater. I think it's a good idea. We should do it more often. We should. We could. Well, we as you know, as it, we progress, we'll find more characters to play. Uh, Cap Butcher's song lyrics is on there. Yeah. That's true. That one I have to acknowledge. Yeah. Next row is Cap offers up TMI. There you go. Everybody gangs up on Cap. Yeah. What's that all about? George says, to be frank with you, uh, <laughs> Cap says, Lindsay Baseball. Yeah, I like is, to call her by her last name also. I like to call her by her first and last name, Lindsay the Baseball. Th- the third row. And then the final row, Laura says, damn. George shades Mason in Ireland. That happens. Cap says, my B. George my B. says, to be perfectly honest. That is the <laughs> Sedano and Cap bingo card. You can find it on, uh, on, uh, on the... <laughs> Uh, on my Twitter right now, and I'll try to post it on Instagram. All right, shout out so here's to Royce the deal. Tony, by the way. Way to go, Royce. Appreciate that, man. Glad yes. you're listening, dude. Thank you, Royce. And we always encourage listeners uh, to be uh, creative. We, yeah. The more creative you are, um, the uh, more chances that we're going to talk about it. That's how this generally works. Um, if we can steal your creativity and, and give you credit for it, we are more than uh, capable and willing to do that. So feel free to be creative. It's why I've always said, if you want to come on here and like, you know, I have a, you know, a, a friend of mine that I always talk about, you know, the Levitard guys, they used to have a guy when I used to work with them many, many years ago that would call in and sing opera songs about sports. And it that. was absolutely hysterical, like drop dead funny. Because it's literally them talking about whatever random, singing whatever random thing is going on in sports. Like, LeBron can't carry the team without any talent. Wow. Uh, that is like Adam Sandler's opera man. That's what I was wow. thinking. That yeah. is exactly. really good. Uh, yeah. So it really would be good. something like that, for example. And they, they, this guy would call in like once and literally do his takes but singing them in opera it was pretty funny so yeah. just feel free to be creative i, right. I i'm always appreciative and we are always going to be appreciative of creativity right. so anyway I used, to have a call, I used to have a caller who would call every week and he would call as a wrestling guy i don't remember what he called himself but we'd take his call and he'd go well let me tell you something brother and he would go through all the stuff as like in his wrestling character so anybody who's got good characters who wants to be a a character on the show hells to the yeah man do it 
Yes. All right. So let me tell you about Russ. So you, right, you said this story about Russ in the postgame said, yeah, if we would have just punched them in the mouth and blah, 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 they would have folded, yada, 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 et cetera. Mm-hmm. So I am uh, – I'm going to let people behind the curtain. So when I'm doing these games, you know how I have to interview the coaches at the end right. of the first quarter, the end of the third quarter. Except there is an exception to that rule. If the game – and I've said this before, so but some people, you know, I, I'm assuming, you know, clearly not everybody listens every day. So What? Yes, that's the reality really? of it. Yeah, yeah. With millions and millions and millions of people listening to this show and this station every day, somebody missed a portion of the show? Yeah, yeah, that, that oh, happens. Okay, well then go ahead, reset. Yeah. So, um, when I'm doing those games on ESPN and we have to interview the coaches, we interview them at the end of the first quarter. We interview the road coach, the, opponent, the opposing coach, and then the home coach at the end of the third quarter. And there is an exception to that rule that if the score is 20 points or more, so advantage or disadvantage, regardless, right? 20 points or more. Mm-hmm. The coaches do not have to do the interview. And, and that is regardless of where in the game it is. So, for example, if the Lakers are leading the Mavericks by 21 at the end of the first quarter, I would not have to interview Jason Kidd, let's say, okay? And let's say, but let's say the game gets close by the end of the third quarter, it's under 20, then I would have to interview Frank Vogel. So yesterday what happened was, uh, the Lakers are getting beat up by the end of th- at the end of three. It's a 30-point game or whatever the hell it is. So I don't have to interview Vogel. So I tell my producer, hey, since I don't have to interview Vogel, I'm going to go stand behind the bench and just kind of observe the bench. So if you've been to a basketball game, and particularly an NBA game, you'll notice that during timeouts, the first thing that happens is the players go to the bench, the coaches will kind of huddle up separately mm-hmm. sort of near the painted area, right? And they will discuss some strategy, and then the head coach will come and sit down uh, and draw up whatever plays they've, came, they've come up with out of the timeouts and whatever ex- things they want to execute. So uh-huh. while, while Coach Vogel is out there with Coach Fisdale and the whole crew or whatever, um, I'm observing the Lakers bench. And Russ is standing up. And to his credit, and I reported this on television last night, to his credit, he was doing his best to motivate guys, and he was saying exactly that. Like, you know, we can't give up, one play at a time. Those guys um, those guys don't have anything to play for. If we punch them in the mouth and we get them one play at a time, they'll fold, blah, blah, blah. So he's saying all that, right? Mm-hmm. And and I'm looking, and I'm, in my, and I'm looking right at him, and I'm kind of like, yeah, I guess that makes sense. That's good on him that he would say that. And then I start to, and he's clapping. Come on, guys, come on. Come on, guys, come on. Like, you know, like he's doing that thing. Mm-hmm. And you know what it reminded me of? You ever seen Varsity Blues? Okay, I'm with you, yeah. Okay, when uh, Coach Kilmer, right, um, who is uh, John Voigt, right, um, is like losing the locker room a little bit. Yeah. And guys, well... I mean, not that active, right? But that part, the clapping. Come on, guys. Come on. Come on. And guys are just not reacting. Right. They're rolling their eyes. There was a combination of some – I'm not saying all of them. There were a few guys who were focused on Russ and they were nodding their head, right? They were – you know, again, there's 12 guys, 15 guys or whatever, right? So there's a couple of guys looking at him, nodding their head. They're in with him, right? And And I can't remember right now who was in, who was out, okay, at the moment. And then there was a group that was just like the rest of them, basically. That was just kind of like staring off into space. You know what I'm saying? And yeah, then, I do. and a combination of those guys either staring off into space and kind of like glancing at him when he's talking, and then kind of staring off into space again. And it, right there, I'm like, this is 
over. Like, this, it's done. Like, it's done. Not this game. I, and I tried to tell you this last week. This is over. And, and you were like, no, fight, blah, blah, sis, boom, bah. You know, all that stuff. And I'm telling you, no, bro, I'm starting to think this thing's over. I'm telling you now, this thing's over. Like, over. Okay, I have a question. So, you're there. You're watching Russ give his motivational talk. You're observing that some guys are actually engaged with what he's sure. saying and yeah. other guys are not. Yeah. And you're not sure. You don't remember exactly who was in and who was out, right? I mean, I don't remember now. Okay, but, yeah, but I, yeah. I just, all I care about is one guy. What was LeBron doing? He was glancing at him and then kind of looking down, like probably thinking to himself, whatever what he was thinking, and then looking, glancing at him. He was not disengaged with him. Because, you know, without LeBron saying, good job, Russ, way to go. Hey, way to keep these guys fighting. Way to, way to stay in the game. Way to, without LeBron's endorsement. Well, what, but here's the thing. I'm not yeah. – there, ve- there, was, there was no one like that – I felt bad for Russ there because there was no one that like stood up and was like, yeah, let's go, like with him. You know what I mean? Like at most it was kind of like nodding. You know what I mean? Like and, – and, and that's just why I'm telling you this thing is over. Well, let me give because you another- when, now Now here's the thing. Yeah. So Vogel comes back, and then they're all focused on Frank. Mm-hmm. Like, this notion that Frank has lost the team, if that were the case, that would not have happened. Because the minute he sat down, everybody's eyes went on him. Yeah. Well, look, you know, you talk about this thing's over. So, George, you were Friday getting ready for the game, and Beto was filling in for you, right? And I come in on Friday, and I'm like, look, this is a must-win game. Now, Beto immediately you know, Rolled his eyes at whole... you. Yeah, I heard it. Of course. I was That's listening, fine. and I could hear his eyes being rolled in his head. Well, you know what, head. though? On but, the but radio. Listen, That's yeah. fine. But here's the thing. The reason I said it like that is, is for this. There are times when there's, there's a, a mathematical must-win. Like, if we don't win, we're out. So this is a must-win. You know, game seven, this is a must-win. But there's also an emotional must-win. And I really felt like Friday against the Clippers with LeBron in the lineup, given the way that the Clippers had beaten the Lakers last time out without LeBron in the lineup, and LeBron congratulating Mr. October for his game-winning shot, I was like, okay, LeBron's back, playing against the same team, got to win this game, mostly because you want the, the players and, to some degree, the fan base to start to believe that these next 20 to 25 games, something could happen here. And the way you lose that first game, then you get trounced by a young team last night. Your point about it's over, I mean, I wish I could sit here and disagree with you. You know, I always say I'm the ultimate optimist. I always still believe that as long as there's time, things can still turn around. There's LeBron James. He's putting on a jersey. He's going to play for a championship. But the, what I'm watching last night and, and this notion of there's a real lack of effort. And then, to me, Russell Westbrook's analysis which is teams just come in here and give more than we give. And because of that, they believe that's all it takes to beat us, which then gets me back to this. And I knew this was going to happen. The LeBron tweet, people have brought it back. LeBron's tweet on August 4th, 2021. Anybody remember? Here's what he said. Keep talking about my squad, our ages, the way he plays. He stays injured. We're past our prime in this league, et cetera, et cetera. He says, do me a favor, please, in all caps. And I mean, please, keep that same narrative energy when it begins. That's all I ask. Well, that's what's happened here. You know, everybody that predicted the Lakers were too old, all these young teams come in and they out-energy the Lakers. 
And I thought Russ's post-game analysis was pretty interesting and kind of spot on. Right, and here's the thing. There is no saving them. Not even AD if he comes back in a couple weeks, and I'll explain why on the other side. We'll do that. Uh, quick break. We're back in two minutes. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue, and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network. All lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Yeah. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Go uh, ahead, Cap. Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> See, that's another thing on the Sedano and Cap bingo. I yeah. know they said there was the one where it's like I butcher the words of a song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, uh, but there's also yes. got to be another box for where I just make ridiculous noises the entire noises. time. Yeah. yeah. I think, yeah. like, the singing and the noises are the same thing because you don't ever sing the song. Like, you always just, uh, uh, uh. So that is technically butchering the lyrics. Yes, I would agree. But sometimes, Lynn, sometimes I'm just feeling it, and sometimes I'm fortunate enough to know about 65 to 70% of the words. Uh, I think that's a little generous. Oh, really? You think it's less than 65? I think it's probably like 25. Hmm. I don't know. There was that time last week when I broke out, it takes two to make the thing go right. Yep, that's probably where you get the 25% credit from. Oh, yep. I thought I was at about 65% on that one. By the way, Cap, and I'll tell more of these stories as the, night, as the day goes on here, the afternoon goes on, but... At the game, so many people approached me. Now, generally, there was always a lot of people that, that will approach. I wouldn't say a lot. I generally would say that there's always like two or three people. Hey, man, love the show, whatever. Maybe three, four, five max on a night. I'm telling you, I must have been stopped ten different times yesterday. Um, particularly yesterday, for one reason, as opposed to Friday I had the normal amount. Like, you know, five, whatever. Um, but like ten people easily stopped. Maybe more. Stop me to talk about the show, but there was one guy in particular as I was coming back from doing the post-game interview with C.J. McCollum um, for SportsCenter, and I'm walking back to grab my backpack and just kind of put my stuff away and then get out of the building, um, and he grabbed me and said, uh, Sedano, Sedano, Sedano. I was like, hey, what's up, man? And he's like, tell Cap to keep singing. <laughs> so that guy... I, if you're listening right now, I apologize because uh, I don't even believe I asked you your name because it was so fast. But I told him I would tell you that on the air, and I have. I have said that, that there was a gentleman. He was, I believe, wearing a red shirt, and he said, uh, tell Cap to keep singing. All right. You got it, man. I mean, I take requests, too, by the way. Yeah. Just hit me up. Yeah. You got so, something yeah. in particular you want to hear, or you know that I've got a certain rendition. You're like, you know, he's the kind of guy 
that can create his own rendition of this particular song, hit me up, man. Find yeah. me on Twitter at Scott Kaplan, and I'll, I'll I'll take your requests. Yeah. So, Laura, real quick, I want to ask you something about the game yesterday because mm-hmm. um, I know you were there. But before that, do we? I, I, today we really have to check because I, for those that don't know, we're like redoing all our systems back at the studio. And it's a huge pain in the rear for everybody today. So just kind of apologize on the front end that our audio uh, stuff, our production value is not what it normally is, particularly on this show where um, Chris does a lot of stuff in real time. So that won't be the case today. But, Laura, do we have the Tim Legler sound just so I know? Mm-hmm. Okay, we'll get to that in a second. We don't so need you were a stinking production. We just make our own production. Okay, yeah, you ladies you can do it. I, I have to beatbox if we need to. Right. Yeah. I thought you, you know. were. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. Oh, see, this is what we don't want. I mean, just, you know, let me know. So the game. Okay. So the game, you were there. I was. Uh, and I knew you were there because you sent a picture of me. You were spying on me I from uh, up above. I, I was talking into a microphone with my phone in my hand, um, uh, reading something off the, the phone. Um, and uh, no, I'm joking. You weren't I was like, me. you know what? I got a you really spotted good, me. I, I got a good picture of you walking through the court. Yeah. And I forgot to send it. I'll send that right now. Uh, was that when I dapped up the, the referees? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, so, oh, particularly one specific referee, the lead referee, John Goble, yesterday is my guy. Uh, do you want to know why he's my guy, Cap? Yeah, I'd be very curious to know. I didn't know you were dapping up with refs. I dap up with refs every game. Because um, he listens to the show? He's Cuban. Ah. Yeah. Cubano hermano, sí. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he has a brother. Uh, John Goble is the one who's been there for a long time. But Jason Goble, his younger brother, is now also an NBA referee. Uh, so we've got three Cubans uh, in uh, the NBA official ranks, including Ray Acosta uh, also. So anyway, uh, so especially, like, I'm always cool with all the refs. Zach Zarba was there Friday. He's a very good-looking man. I'm actually, I feel not so good, I, you know, not so handsome next to him. He's that good you're saying the referees are very hot guy? Zach Zarba? Go Google Zach Zarba, bro. Zach Garba. Zarba. You say his name is Zach? Jesus Christ. Nobody knows who the referees like, are other than you, dude. No, he, that's not true. In the NBA, like and f- fans know the referees, particularly the ones that get a lot of TV time. Zach Garba. Zarba! <laughs> Double Z? Yes. Oh, oh here Kaplan. he is. Let me take a look at him. Let me, oh, you know what? He is a handsome-looking fella. He's a handsome fella. <laughs> He's a that guy... guy. I, yeah, I stand next to Zach, and I'm like, this guy, he's more handsome than me. There's no question about that. He but anyway. He's kind of short. Yeah. Uh, no, he's not so short. He's okay, not so I was short. Just, I mean, just judging from the pictures, but I guess yeah, yeah. he is standing next to an NBA player. So That, that is true. Sense. Right, yeah. I mean, he's probably standing next to someone who's probably like 6'7", you know. So, uh, anyway. So, uh, so anyway, so yes, so the, the referees. Uh, I don't a lot don't of pictures of him being yelled at by players. Oh, there's plenty <laughs> of that. I mean, I, you, every referee in the right. NBA gets that. Right. Uh, so, anyhow. Um, so Laura, yes, sir, you were miserable fairly early in the second half (laughs) based off your text messages. Must have bought tickets. It was horrible. Did you buy the tickets? I did not. Okay. Oh, then leave. Who Laura cares? Laura never buys anything, guys. She gets everything for free. Remember? I I didn't pay for it. I didn't pay for it. Well, last week I said to her, I said, just get the tickets. She goes, I'm not like you, Cap. I get my own tickets. I buy my own tickets. I do. I have no problem buying tickets. She doesn't. I have a huge problem buying tickets. Huge problem. Yeah. But in this case, no, somebody offered me their tickets. Okay. 
So at any point, though, are you like, you know what? So These were free tickets and the, the team stinks, so I'm out of here? I actually feel obligated to stay when someone gives me tickets because- More I, so than yeah. when you bought them? Yeah. Really? Uh-huh. Yes. Huh. That's kind of interesting I feel because like- if you if you went to Disneyland and you paid for four tickets, you'd be like, I'm not leaving. But if you got them for free because you work for Disney, you'd be like, all right, I rode you know, yep. a couple rides, I'm out of here. Okay, Correct. that's true. But like yeah. for me, for a game, I mean, first of all, I'm a sports fan, right? And it, right. trust me, that game was a hush. Yeah, and the, you 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 love the Lakers. I do. Mm-hmm. You do. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, I had a friend, and you know, he was having fun, and then I was. Oh. No, 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 no. Oh, no, it's a friend, like friend, friend dot friend. Oh, but, friend dot friend, friend dot org. <laughs> friend. <laughs> yeah. Nothing extra there, but you know, he was enjoying. I mean, he was. I can't drink. He was drinking for us, and the things that were coming out of his mouth, it was comedy. <laughs> It's just like I was entertained just by what him and the guys around us were saying. It was hilarious. I can't repeat mm. any of it, but yeah. Oh, it's too bad. Yeah, we would get fined. So that's much. unfortunate. Yeah. Be curious no, to was, know what these guys were thinking. I can tell you all there, but uh, it was hilarious. I was miserable. I, I, you know, usually when the game is bad, you're like, you know what? I'm gonna have a drink. I'm just gonna enjoy. Being the sober person around everyone who's drunk and just talking a lot of mess. I was like, dang, you see a lot. It's very right. different. Yeah. I never right. ever game sober. I never have that problem. Nah, girl, I, I drink. <laughs> <laughs> Although I used to, when I worked in Cleveland, bingo. I, I there used to you go. go. There's one. Like, yeah. Lindsay mentions bingo. I used to go to the games Cleveland. all the time, like especially the Indians games, and just sit in the outfield by myself and just listen to how clueless some of the fans are. Like, just saying the dumbest thing. Like, they don't know. Most of those people don't even know what they're talking about. Now, yeah, now hold on. You're bringing I up mean... something very interesting, though, Lindsay. Hold on, Lindsay Baseball. By the way, I just called her by her last name. You're bringing up something very interesting. Fans, whether they do or they don't know something. Because, George, you said earlier, it's over, over, over. Well, you know another indication when things are kind of over? Is when the players start getting so hypersensitive that they're hearing everything that the fans are saying, and LeBron mm-hmm. is standing on the floor going, what do you know about basketball, smart guy? Okay? Because I've been playing in the NBA for 20-plus years, more than half my life. Yeah. I know everything there is to know about basketball. How about, what do you know? And, yeah. and LeBron is literally going at it with somebody in the crowd. Yeah, but that's, I mean, now in the day and age of camera phones and whatever, that gets caught more. That has always been the case in the NBA. Like, always. Like, well, always. Well, I'll tell you always. this. Between LeBron barking at fans, uh, Russ telling everybody from the bench, yo, go home. You guys go home. Cap, Don't boom Cap, it. Go home. You you have a friend who yeah. is, like, one of the minority partners of Sacramento Kings. I'm Correct. guessing you have sat courtside before. I yes. have. Yes, sir. So, you haven't seen fans and players jaw at each other? Um, I have, but I feel like right now the way the Lakers, like, Trevor Ariza sitting on the bench is hearing somebody behind him chirping. It's like, bro, you, you can't. You have to turn around and engage with the fans. To me, that's more of an indication of just how things are falling apart and it's so bad that rather than just block it out and ignore it, it's like, no, I have to say something now. I'm really insulted. I mean, it's just, guys, play the game. Don't worry about what the fans are saying. The fans don't need a lesson from LeBron on Basketball 101. Just play ball. But they're so not into it in for a variety of reasons. Or at least I think that. And that's what James Worthy told me last night. No effort. Right. No effort. Right. None. Right. I mean, you might, you listen, you cover a lot of NBA games. I don't cover NBA games. I go to an occasional NBA game. They may jaw at each other and they may bark at each other. But 
it just seems like an indication of a team just falling more apart, that they're jawing and barking back to the fans, sitting on the bench. Uh, you may not put much into it. It just happens all the time. Like, if this happened to be caught on video, that's all is the difference. Okay, you know what else was caught on video? And maybe this happens all the time. Yeah. Genie bailing with about three minutes happens to go. Happens all the time. Yeah. I, and, listen, I saw and it on bailing, social media. Ba- listen, she bails from her seats. By the way, sometimes she goes into a suite to maybe. go uh, meet with clients. Or she bails to go to the chairman's lounge. All possibilities. All those things happen all of the course. time. Like, but, all but the time. Know, but, you know, the way people post it on social media is like, here, there goes Jeannie. They're down by 25 with 3.30 to go in the I get it. She's gone. But what I'm saying is that's why we, instead of um, playing into that nonsense. Now, look, I, I, I understand, right? That when I tell you, like, there is something to see here, I feel like, you know, you got to believe me. But when I'm telling you there's nothing to see here, you, you, you want to believe me, but you're like, eh. Man, I don't really bro, want to Bro, trust him. <laughs> yeah, don't. <laughs> bro, trust him. Bro, trust <laughs> how me. Many, how, many of these, how many of these bingo sayings can we get on the show today? Can we oh, do I mean, all we of them? We can do them all. It's Probably all easy. of them. I feel like yeah. we normally do them yeah. all without even trying. Right, yeah. yeah. Why do we have to try? It just generally happens. No, it's yeah. just happening. For those that don't know, uh, we have a, a listener, Royce Tony, who created a Sedano and Cap bingo card. You can see it on my Twitter, at Sedano. It's pretty funny. Um, it's basically stuff we say on the show every day. So anyway, have fun with that. All right, so um, <laughs> do we need multiple bingo cards? Because like when you play bingo, don't you like fill up one card yeah, and move on yeah. to the next? Yeah, yeah. Well, everyone has a card. Yeah, right. But don't you like um, like put like that ink on it? Yeah, you you put the spots though on like different part like areas of the cards, like the the Correct. sayings on different parts yeah. of the card. Yeah. So not everyone doesn't have the same card. Right, right, exactly. I've played um, bingo right, in so I, long. I, I didn't I didn't get into how. This team is done, and not even AD can save them. So we'll do that on the other side. Uh, I promise we'll get to that in two minutes. Oh, Michael Bolton. What's the anniversary of Michael Bolton? Is it his birthday or something? Yeah, it's his 69th birthday. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Nice. Yeah. Go, Cap. I feel like you can sing this. Go. Belt now, it this out. is one of those songs where I'm going to strain and then I'm going to have like no voice and I'm going to be like, I can't talk because I tried to sing Michael Bolton. Mm. Just start like three octaves lower. I know. It's yeah. hard, though. It's hard. Now, you got to feel it, though, guys. You got to, you know, listen, I, I am starting to take requests now on oh, Twitter God. of songs that um, Sedano and Cap listeners would really like to hear. Uh, this gentleman right here, David Rodriguez, suggests Voodoo Child by Jimi Hendrix. 
So I'm going to start taking these requests. I'm going to put in some rehearsal time. Okay. You know, and then I'm going to come out and just blow everybody's mind with my singing and my 25% of the lyrics. Be prepared. You've been warned. Yeah. Laura, I thought you were talking on air until you cursed in my ear. <laughs> oh, my God, no. <laughs> I swear to God. I was like, that was good. Like, you should have said that on the air, and then I heard you curse. I'm like, oh, she definitely didn't say that on the air. <laughs> What'd you say, Laura? Say what you said. Let's hear it. Without the cursing. Because of the song, I said, damn, no NFL, the Lakers suck, and no Dodgers. And then I cursed. <laughs> yeah. And then she said, bleep. Yeah. How am I supposed to live without you, sports? Exactly. Yeah. I mean, this was so, yesterday. It was the so second funny. Sunday of no NFL football. Yeah. And I actually went from like the first Sunday. I was like, "Oh my God, I miss football. What am I going to do without football?" And then, and then Rachel like, got you, and you were bike riding. Oh, dude! Yesterday, the tide was low. The beach was gigantic. I was e-biking down the beach, and I was going, "Thank goodness, there's no football. This is great. I actually got my life back on Sunday." Yeah. Until I and- spent a whole bunch of time later in the evening watching that garbage last night. There was a great day of NBA, man. It was a quadruple header. Two on ABC, two on ESPN. Great games outside of the Laker one. Yeah. I was uh, I was living life yesterday. You know? I was not uh, I was not sitting around watching NBA basketball all day. I, I saved all my well, either NBA that, basketball you time. To save, you wanted to save your relationship, basically. Is what well, that's, that, that's also accurate. You know, I mean, you know, look, you, you go 18 weeks of the regular season and then four weeks of the postseason. You, you've just yeah. taken 22, 23 weeks of your life and your relationship, literally half the year is dedicated to football on Sundays. When there's no football, you got to live. I hear you. I, I listen. I have about seven weeks where I have to live between uh, basketball season and the start of football season. I usually live very well. Uh, you don't hear very much of me here on this radio station during those weeks. Uh, I actually so- said yesterday to her, I said, you know, maybe by next football season, I can find a way to not have football be such an important part of my life. And she said, yeah, good luck. That That's not going to happen. Yeah. She's right. Uh, Steve Mason texts us and says, How Am I Supposed to Live Without You uh, by Michael Bolton is written originally and recorded by Laura Branigan, who did the song Gloria. Gloria. And he, yeah. And he sent that with Siri. Do you send texts with Siri? No, I don't even know how to use Siri. <laughs> She's no, I'm not joking. Horrible. Horrible. She's really bad, though, at certain things. Horrible. Like Everything. Yeah. Yeah. Though, okay. though she got this one right. She got it right. Laura, but I, it is true. Like, I, I will say to my phone, I'll go, hey, Siri, and she doesn't answer. And then I'm like, okay, what am I doing wrong? Hey, Wait, Siri. you just said you didn't know how to use it. No, I don't. <laughs> you have to enable it on your phone. Yes. But how would I do then, such a thing? She doesn't work. In the settings. Uh-huh. Because, like, I want to say, like, I'm driving down the road. I want to say, hey, Siri, call Sedano. You but I'm like, I can't do it because Siri right, doesn't try answer this. me. Ready? Hold on. Let's try. Hey, Siri. All right. She's at. Oh, she, she responded. Hold on. Uh, call Scott Kaplan. How's it going? Hold on. Let's see what she says. Is she listening? Dude, yours works. Mine sucks. So far, his doesn't work. Hold on. It's calling you now. Hey, George is calling me. Yeah, Siri works for me. No, Siri sucks. I will ask her to do what, like, literally, hey, Siri, do this. Hey, Siri, do that. And then nothing. All right. Hey, Siri. Call Laura Romo. Hold on. She's thinking. There you go. That's awesome. Mine sucks. Yeah, you were calling me. What do you, you, you just guys, say, hey, 2022. Siri? 2022. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I just literally say, hey, Siri. Yeah. Siri's been around Sometimes they got to be careful. Like, if I say something like, oh, my God, I'm so serious. Sometimes she thinks I'm talking to her. It's like, yo, Siri, relax. Back, <laughs> back up. Now, now, just for everybody like me yeah. who doesn't know how to use Siri, yeah. 
George, I'm sure you can probably tell me how to do this in three steps. Like, go to settings, and then what happens? I mean, there's a settings, right? And then there should be a thing that says Siri in search. Okay, Siri. Got it. Yeah. And then my listen for Hey Siri is on, actually. Is it, right. Uh, push side button for Siri is also on. Okay. Go. Then that's all you have to do. Tell your phone. Go look, Grab your phone now. Yeah, I got as it. As long as it's unlocked, just grab mm-hmm. your phone and say, Hey Siri. Hey Siri. Now you'll call see little, George Sedano. You'll see a little circle thing, right? Mm-hmm. It says you'll calling say George moment. Sedano. Yeah. There you go. And now you're calling me. Wow. Oh, my Mind God. Mind blown for him. Congratulations. Welcome Thank to you. 2022, as Lindsay said. You know what sucks? If you have an Apple Watch and it'll pick up everything and try it. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. You got to be careful. People. That's Yo, why I don't have an Apple Watch. That's dude, nonsense. That's, uh, Apple Watch is kind of annoying. Ooh. Like, it, all the texts and stuff. I get too many oh, texts yes. and emails. Like, to deal with uh, an Apple Watch. Like, I only no, wear my Apple much. Watch when I'm running. Like, I literally don't wear it for anything else other than exercise. I'm probably, I probably could have gotten a Fitbit for, like, one one millionth of the price. Yeah, exactly. You should have. Um, all right, real quick. So, um, we have a caller on the line. Yes? That wanted to talk to me? Yep, sure do. Ali in Irvine. He says, I'm wrong. What am I wrong about, sir? Thank you for calling, by the way. Yes, you're... I just don't know why you always feel the need to, like, defend LeBron and defend his integrity. Oh, for the love of God. Like, no, players don't jaw at their own fans. That just doesn't happen. It's not true. Players jaw at opposing fans. (laughs) They don't jaw at their own fans. Uh, Ali, uh, Ali, I spent – Ali, this isn't even about LeBron. Like, I spend my life in basketball arenas. I'm telling you that you're wrong, that that happens all the time, all the time. That people talk to the players, particularly the people close to the court. Okay, talking to the players is one thing. But LeBron, just admit, LeBron has seen the writing on the wall. Laker fans aren't messing with him. They're doing terrible, so he's jawing at them out of frustration. This isn't just a common thing that happens. Okay, like, I, I'm not dis- hold on, but I'm not disputing that he's not annoyed with whatever the person said. When did I ever say that? No, you're implying that this happens all the time. No, 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 I'm not implying anything. I said what I said. You're implying things because you think all I'm going to do is defend LeBron. No, I'm not. I'm I'm telling you that I've seen a million times. Well, not a million. Clearly, that's an exaggeration. But a lot of times in arenas where their own fan. I mean, dude, are you for real with this? Like. Julius Randle, who played for the Lakers, just got into an all-out war with Knicks fans over something, the most ridiculous thing ever, which is he said to a fan, thumbs down. Like, what are we talking about here? Yeah, Ali, what are we talking about here? I just want to make sure I'm, I'm clear, I'm sorry. too. I'm sorry. Like, I'm, I've watched plenty of basketball. Like, Okay, I but I, I'm like, at these arenas people, every night almost. Like, I'm telling you, you're wrong. Person. You're the you're the only person saying this happens all the time. This doesn't okay, happen I'm the, the only time. person. All players, right, I'm the only. You're don't right. Don't just oh. jaw at their own fans. Oh my God. Okay, Ali, you're right, bro. Thanks for correcting me. Thank you. Have a great day. Good sounds job. Sounds like Ali. he just like really just doesn't like LeBron, and then that's, that's what problem. that sounds like. Well, exactly. You know but you know something? A friend of mine said this to me, who's a lifelong Laker fan, and he said, "You know, I've come to this realization: the reason that this team is so unlikable to me." is because, and this is the way he said it, he goes, none of these are our guys. And I went, what do you mean they're not your guys? They're wearing Laker uniforms, they're all your guys. He goes, no, it's just different. You know, LeBron is a Cleveland guy. 
and AD came from New Orleans, and Russ just got here this year. They're just they're just not our guys. And I'm like, really? Because oh, Shaq really? was their guy. He played in Orlando. That is true. Um, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar won a championship in Milwaukee. Well, he compared it more to Worthy and to Magic and to Kobe. Yeah, uh, of course. And, you know, uh, uh, and yeah, like, there are, are a guys. few. Sure, there are a few. You know what? You had a team full of your guys. How'd that go before LeBron got here for a bunch of years? Went really well. We really loved those guys. They were great guys. They just weren't good basketball players, and they couldn't win anything. Really good. Yeah, love I mean, those just, guys. it's there just guys. silly. Like, I mean, really? I think the one thing, though, that Ali brings up, which is, is that his question is, does a guy like LeBron... By the way, I, I'll yeah. tell you this. I won't even go that far real quick for Ali. When Dwight Howard was here the first time, I saw Laker fans and him going at it. It's not that long ago. <laughs> like, what are we talking about? Well, I think what we're trying to talk about, and I think this is what Ali was trying to bring up, is that maybe LeBron is looking at the season now, and he realizes it's so bad. And it's he's not... The team isn't going anywhere, or so it certainly seems. He's not able to just will everybody to win. And that hearing the fans and joying with the fans is an indication of just how his mind is not necessarily focused on the job at hand. Rather, the outside noise is getting in his head. Ali, I hope I encapsulized what you were trying to say. Sure, but I didn't disagree with that. I just said fans talking to players happens all the time. It does. Home, road, whatever. It happens all the time. Kevin Durant yeah. got fined a lot of money for doing that. For barking at his own fans? Yep. Remember when yeah. he told a fan to sit the bleep down and shut the bleep up? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean... That was just, a Warriors uh, fan when he was on the Warriors. You know, the, the ones that get more press, by the way, are the ones... Of course, that happened in opposing arenas because some of those have been confrontations where people throw things at a player or something like that. Of course, that happens in opposing arenas. No one would deny that. But this notion, right, to Lindsay's point that this doesn't happen all the time, I've seen it here. Like, what are we talking about? I bet you if I asked Byron Scott, hey, did you ever have a, a, a home fan draw at you back in the 80s at the forum? He'd be like, oh, yeah, sure. I, I mean, I didn't, I've never asked him that spe question specifically, but I, I, remember, I did a show with Byron here. He'd come on every week with me, and we talked. There were so many ridiculous stories about fans that I don't remember them all. Well, I can tell you this. The fan base, certainly with this team this year, this roster, and these results, this fan base has gotten more uh, vociferous, if you will. And I don't blame them for that. Yeah, now, listen, it sucks. Here, here, here's the deal. I don't care if you boo. I know that we have people on Twitter who say, oh, no, don't boo, blah, 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 that's tacky. And that's cool if you don't want to boo your own team. I'm good with that. It, it's not, it doesn't really – I don't care, like, enough. And we still didn't get to the damn Anthony Davis thing because Ali was trying to argue with me about something that is not accurate. Um, so maybe we'll do it next hour. But what I was saying is this, is that these situations – I mean, Cap, l let me ask you this. Yeah, go ahead. When you've been on a football team or a mm. football sideline. Yeah. Like, you, you've heard booing a bunch of times, right? Oh, big time. Right. For, especially for the home team, right? Like Naturally. I, I have zero problem with the booing. Where I draw the line is disrespectful. Like, you say something crazy, the, you know, like, we all know what disrespectful is. We all grew up in a, you know, like, we have... We, we know where the line is, I think. 
you know, some people like to cross the line, others don't. But you, you know the line. And if you know the line, that to me changes everything. So, like, r- plenty of ribbing and jawing, eh, booing, whatever, I'm fine. But when you start getting personal and saying crazy bleep, that's where I draw the line. But booing, I have no problem with people. Booing. Yeah, I don't know what was being said last night. I just know that LeBron decided to take the moment to explain to whoever the family was And just was said, you, do you know basketball? What, what do right. you know about basketball? Right. He said, what do you know? What you know about basketball is when the ball goes up, either in the hoop or out of the hoop, based yeah. on what you're saying. I mean, so LeBron is having to explain to somebody who I, I don't suspect is getting overly personal. It, it's just Well, you don't know that. Why are no, you over? No, of course I don't know it. Yeah, be, well, you don't know that. So don't, be, don't, the reason, don't, no, no, don't. But the don't reason suspect. is. The reason I'm saying that is because LeBron's not saying, hey, this guy right here, this guy just said something that's so ridiculous and so offensive and I'm so pissed no, about no, it. No, no, of course he, not. Get him out of yeah. here. So, no, right. so LeBron goes back and forth and jaws with a fan, and he's explaining to the fan, you don't know jack squat about basketball, pal. Right. My point is, though, is that you're letting a fan two or three rows off the floor have an engagement with okay. you. Bro, we it, need you concentrating. No, but again, I'm just telling you, these guys in the NBA, they deal with that all the time. Like, all the time. Okay, this well, portion I mean, of the I guess, show. I guess you get beat by 30 points, too. God, I, I want to punch you in the face sometimes. Why? What do you want to punch me for? Because I'm trying to do a read before Laura gets in trouble. Oh, give me a break. This portion of the show is presented by Alignment Health Plan, changing healthcare one person at a time. It literally was going to take 10 seconds. And now you got Laura in trouble. See, are you happy? Laura, are you in big trouble now? Let's break. Go.